As the entire world faced many challenges and stories during the COVID-19 pandemic, so did Yemen. But where the geographical differences are reason for having different stories and increased risks? the show that discusses predicaments encountered during global crisis. I am Rowan bin Ishaq and today we are talking about life during COVID-19 with Dr. Fatima Tamimi. We also have a guest who was a university student at the time of the pandemic. She is joining us at the end of the show, so make sure you listen all the way through. stories of resilience and perseverance during the COVID-19 pandemic in Yemen. From the challenges faced to the moments of hope and strength, we bring you first-hand accounts of individuals who navigated through this unprecedented time. This is the episode in which we uncover the remarkable journeys of those who stood strong in the face of adversity. We're pleased to interview Dr. Fatima, who had a challenging and intense experience during COVID-19. Hello, Dr. Fatima. It's a great pleasure to have you in our episode. Please tell us something about yourself. Hello, Rowan. How are you, everybody? Uh, this is me, Dr. Fatima, a GP doctor in uh, Hadramaut University Hospital in the pediatric and uh, gynecology department. And also, I'm a resident doctor in Abensina Hospital. Uh, in the medicine department in the general clinic only. And finally, um, in, <laughs> I work in a lot of hospital. Um, uh, it's my pleasure to invite me in this uh, podcast. I'm not preparing for this, but I hope it's be to be uh, uh, helpful and useful for everyone. Thank you, Dr. Fatima. So COVID-19 has had a great impact on the world in a way that has reshaped the whole world on so many levels. In this episode, I would like to discuss with you some of the aspects of this impact. So the first question of this interview is going to be, how did the lives of individuals in Yemen change before and after the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, COVID-19 was like uh, a nightmare for a lot of people, not just in Yemen, in the uh, whole world. Uh, because, you know, the routine of lives are changed, everything has changed, uh, the lives are returned upside down, and the people cannot go to the work, to, to daily activity. So, uh, the uh, it was like uh, when it starts and it's end, uh, people feel like they just, uh, if someone like took them and bring them in the paradise. Yes, and uh, what about this question? What challenges and risks did citizens in Yemen face during the quarantine and how did they intensify? You know, in other countries, uh, in Gulf countries or in Europe and Western other countries, 
uh, because the government just take everything for them and they give them uh, the salaries without work or maybe uh, work from the house, uh, online work and other things like that. But here in Yemen, you know, because of our situation, uh, no one was uh, care about us, yes. to be honest. So uh, some people have uh, like a private, a private uh, work and things like that. So uh, the quarantine, not everyone just was... Uh, uh, goes with that. Not everyone uh, just keep themselves in in, a, in a, their houses like a prevention, or uh, to be like a, yeah, there is a corona. <laughs> Some people deny. Yes. Uh, I just deal with them. They deny that there is a COVID nineteen. Yes. And some and the others was listen for the rumors, things like that. Okay. And what about the healthcare workers? How did the pandemic impact the lives of healthcare workers in Yemen? And what were the unique aspects? And what were the unique aspects of their experience? Uh, you know, uh, in the time of the pandemic, everyone in the 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 people they keep themselves in their houses, and because they try to protect themselves and families, and they try to. Uh, to be safe. And that time, the healthcare workers, they go out there, their houses, they leave their families to face and fight that infection. Uh, and we cannot forget uh, a lot of uh, giant names like uh, yes. Dr. Uh, my professor and my doctor, my role model, uh, Dr. Uh, Abu Bakr Zubaydi, uh, may God bring him his mercy. And Dr. Abdullah Yamani, Dr. Fawziya and her daughter, uh, Dr. Uh, Abdul Hakim, uh, Muhammad Yusuf, they all died because of Corona. Yes. Because they was the first people who fight Corona. Yes. And uh, we cannot lose, uh, forget they, that they was uh, the role models and uh, a very uh, big loss for Hadramot uh, and Holy Yemen. Uh, so the healthcare uh, workers face a lot of challenges. Yes. They face the biggest challenges that the, the people themselves. We try to protect them and they was face us like a, they denying they there is a COVID nineteen yes. and uh, they don't they, they don't uh, take the the prevention like uh, considering for important thing. Yes. They was uh, when 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 there is uh, like you know we call it a halaga or like or uh, uh, and any small uh, education. Yes. Uh, for myself, I was immediately just uh, uh, take a snap of this and say some preventions or some educated for them. They say, oh, again, you just talk about Corona. There is nothing Corona there, doctor. Yes. And we face that and Alhamdulillah, it's all in now. Yes, Alhamdulillah. Now let's talk about you. Are there specific situations from the pandemic experience that you can't forget? And how did these situations impact you? Uh, I remember uh, when we, when we just was uh, uh, facing that pandemic. Uh, I said if the the vaccine uh, really was available here, I will immediately without thinking go to take it. And that time the vaccine wasn't uh, available in our country and in our in our uh, city. Uh, when I heard that there is a Johnson and Johnson vaccine and Oxford vaccine was uh, available, uh, I just immediately go to take it. Uh, I remember that day was Tuesday, <laughs> and I go to take the vaccine. There was uh, a lot of uh, doctors, uh, Dr. Uh, Walid Kalim, Dr. Omar Barahman, uh, my doctors and my teachers in uh, mid-school, to take uh, Dr. Adnan Bakurman also to take the vaccine. And there was a lot of doctors 
that really we are really respect them. And and I was the only female <laughs> woman oh, to take the vaccine. Imagine, really can you hard. imagine that? And yeah, and uh, I see uh, the uh, the nurse who gave me the vaccine. I ask her, uh, "Did you take the vaccine?" She said, "No, doctor, I don't oh take it." God. I ask her why. Uh, she said because uh, you know uh, feel afraid of that or the side effect. Um, I see the people first to take it if they don't have any side effect life of this vaccine, I will take it. Oh. And I asked her, uh, what the side effect that you re- you really afraid from it? She said, I heard that there is a stroke, the INC, uh, infertility for women, you know? I said, no, this is expert. It don't have these side effects. Just like a sm- small, uh, mild, lightly side effect, like a headache or fever, feverish yes. for some hours, and it will relieve it with a Benadol, only yes. tap. She said, um, thank you, doctor, I don't want to take the vaccine. I take the vaccine and I, uh, I received my uh, certificate of the vaccine. I take a, I take a photo and post it in an Instagram and Snapchat, uh, Snapchat because I consider as a, uh, a social media influencer. I have a lot of uh, followers, uh, about uh, 7K in Snapchat, about uh, 4K uh, uh, viewers in the Snapchat. So I just posted, uh, and the same day I just received a lot of uh, messages, uh, messages from uh, from from the my followers. They asked me if there's any another side effect, uh, otherwise that I mentioned. I said no. It was just like a something a piece of cake, and not 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 deserved of these all rumors or. Yes. And in the same day, at twenty. People say, okay, tomorrow we're going to take the vaccine. Okay. And a lot of people really consider me as a room as a room model, and they really go and take the vaccine. Okay. Uh, this thing I really remember. Okay, it was such a touching and moving story, Dr. Fatima. Now, what about the geographical differences? How did geographical differences influence the experiences and risks faced by doctors in Yemen during the pandemic? Uh, you know the geographic differences because uh, you know in our area, as I mentioned before, the the people not so much open-minded or they not uh, believe in, in their doctors, and uh, you know some rumors that was around that time. So uh, if you ask another doctor from another geographic area, uh, they will deal like there was all his story, all his talk will be about facing the yes. the uh, the pandemic and the disease or the infection was surrounded there. But here, we will talk more than the disease about the people who are not helping. Yes, you're right. Okay, and how did the pandemic affect the social, economic, and cultural aspects of life in Yemen? And how did in- individuals in Yemen adapt? Uh, you know, as I mentioned... Uh, the, the the pandemic really affect the life from different sides and uh, you know uh, imagine yourself you cannot go out there your house you cannot go to your work you cannot take you cannot have your money to to for a living you cannot yes. do anything uh, and your government not helping for this just the government give you a recommendation to not leave in your house yes. okay Otherwise, give me money. There is no money for this. Okay, yes. uh, so the people was like, uh, feel uh, they got a depression. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, the, if, if some people are sick, need for work to get the, the medicine, they have a hypertension, uh, diabetic mellitus, or some strokes or CVA, some diseases like that. They need to take their medicine, and yes. there is no medicine was available from the government. Yes. So this was, I think, uh, the biggest thing. Okay, and now as a doctor, could you please tell me how did the pandemic impact the mental and emotional well-being of individuals in Yemen? Uh, it's effect in different sides, sides because, uh, you know, uh, before the pandemic and after the pandemic, uh, a lot of mind changed yes. uh, from different sides because uh, we all uh, lose people that we really loved. If it wasn't from the relative, from friends, from people that we know it or people we know it, they are relative from people that we know it. So uh, we all lo uh, lose uh, lives and we all feel that we really harmed from that. So uh, the life changing, the maybe some beliefs are changed, yes. things like that. Oh, I'm really sorry for hearing that. So now let's move to our last question for this interview with you, Dr. Fatima. Okay. What lessons can be learned from your experiences in Yemen during the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, for me, I think the rumors and the people who are spreading the rumors and people who believe in rumors, they are the biggest enemy for the society, for the community, yes. for the people and for the, if you, if you have a sick patient or a sick people in your, your, area. your, your area and uh, you feel like uh, you want to, to deal with that disease, to treat them, don't listen for the rumors, yes. believe in your doctors. Yes. I'll listen for them. Yes, you're right. Thank you so much, Dr. Fatima, for the information you shared with us. Thank you, too, for inviting me. <laughs> Thanks. To understand the impact of COVID-19 on individuals' life, we aim to engage with Sumaya. Sumaya, a dedicated law student aspiring to become a lawyer, found herself amidst the sudden spread of this virus, causing her significant concern about the potential infection. Did she halt her studies due to the risks she encountered as a student in Yemen? Or did she persevere driven by her ambition to achieve her dreams? This interview with Sumaya will shed light on these questions. definitely been a challenge. When the quarantine started, I felt so lost. How could I focus on classes without access to the university campus? At first, I attempted to follow the lectures right on TV and radio, but it was hard to stay engaged just listening at home. The internet on my phone is also slow and unreliable. After a few fasting weeks, I came up with the idea to start virtual, I studied groups over WhatsApps with my classmates. We took turns recording our voices, explaining courses, contact tips, and outlining cases. Just being able to discuss material and ask each other questions has made a huge difference. It almost feels like a real classroom again. 
We are also planning to start practice mock trailers on uh, video chat. What an emotive way to adapt. How has community response to the virus been in Mukalla? Well, Rowan, in the early days of the outbreak, not many people understood the severity of the risk. Social gatherings still happened like normal, but as moral, loved ones got sick. Attitudes started changing. Everyone witnessed the overwhelmed hospitals and heartbreaking losses of friends and neighbors. Now it seems people genuinely understand the stakes and the importance of protecting each other through preventive actions. The old attitudes of the dismissiveness have mostly been replaced with vigilance and teamwork against the invisible threat. Well, and how you cope with the emotional tool of witnessing people's failure to adhere to quarantine? Actually, Rowan, journaling helped broadcast difficult emotions surrounding this dynamic reality. Getting frustration and feelings of loss down on paper was cathartic. And what steps you taken to prioritize your own mental well-being during this time, Tamaya? Nourishing my relationships through video calls with friends and family provides encouragement during isolation. Laughter and lively distraction are therapeutic. Thank you, Sumaya, for being here and answering my questions. Stay hopeful and stay safe. See you again soon.